Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. So today, the topic is, how do I break up well? Now, let me just say that this is a result of several different conversations I've had with people over the last probably four or five months. Okay. Um, There's all kinds of relationships, not just romantic. Okay. So it's important for you to understand your patterns of thinking when it comes to relationships. If you want to be able to design your life and live the life that you really want to live. Now, uh, this episode comes from personal experience and work that I've done with dozens of coaching clients, especially in leadership positions. Okay. So at the end, I'm going to give you a challenging homework assignment. Cause you know, I love to do that. Um, and the ultimate goal of this episode and the homework that you're going to do is to increase your peace and decrease your stress. Okay. So if you want that for you, enjoy. All right, so how in the world do I break up well? Okay, so let's just talk about the different kinds of relationships that you might need to, you know, end it with. Of course, there's a romantic, right? But also there is, you know, how do I break up with my employer? That's a big one for my clients who are kind of transitioning. Um, How do I break up with a vendor who hasn't necessarily fulfilled their role? Or how do I break up with a coach or mentor or teacher that for whatever reason, they're just not doing it for me anymore, right? Or maybe a client or an employee, right? Maybe you're a leader and you're like, yeah, we just need to break up now, right? Okay, so I'm going to share with you some things that have worked with dozens of clients that are in transition and a few things that I've noticed that might help you if you're also in a transition in one of these types of relationship. Okay, so the first, the basic foundational principle is that we are all connected, okay? Quantum physics is actually proving this to be the case. Um, There's a kind of a new uh, brain scan that they can do. If you go and have what's called an EEG, electroencephalogram, that's where they put all these wires all over your head and they measure your brain waves, right? Well, there's a new kind of EEG, and I'm blanking on the name now, but it has the same sort of electrodes, but it doesn't attach to your head. It can actually read your brain waves, your energy away from your body. Now, there's some quantum physics experiments out there that are actually showing that when a person has a thought, uh, you know, thousands of miles away, let's say they're, they're trying to send a thought to somebody and the other person is also being scanned, there are changes in their brain waves related to that. Now, I'm not going to go into all the specifics of how that works because that's a little too sciencey for what we really talk about here on this, this show. But the point I want to make is that we are all connected and way more than we ever give ourselves credit for. Okay. The second principle is that of um, this autopilot, 
right? That as we go throughout our life, we collect experiences, we collect opinions, we collect beliefs, um, we gather the, the data from our five senses, we make judgments, we have perceptions, right? And so we're, we're constantly forming uh, what we call our thinking, when in reality, it's the database of the things that we've stored up until now, Okay. Now, if you're raising your awareness, you understand that's a good place to start, but that's not it. Because if you're really going to design your life, you want to know what is in my autopilot. So for example, what is my um, current method for being successful in, I don't know, making dinner for my family, right? For for me, <laughs> not so well. For other moms, maybe they've got that down, right? Um, or, or how about me? I have done uh, hundreds of speaking engagements for the last 10 years. So my learning model of achievement for speaking has been developed over that time. I'm constantly learning. So I'm constantly putting new things in my database. However, if you have never gone out to speak to an audience, you don't have that same database, right? So therefore, your autopilot is going to actually be non-existent until you have some experiences of your own that says, oh, yes, this is how we do this. Does that make sense? Okay. The only thing that you often take into the next relationship, regardless of what kind of relationship, is guess what? You. (laughs) Your autopilot, your awareness, this database of things that you have collected over time. Okay, so first principles, we're all connected. Second principle, you take yourself wherever you go. Now, the third principle is that, um, you know, here in the United States, especially, but it's kind of corrupt into different cultures around the world. We're kind of more in a throwaway culture, if you will. Um, although I will say this, that we've got to come back towards sustainability and recycling and all that kind of stuff, but it's a bit of a, a, a cultural value of throwing things away. Okay. We tend to, I guess we dismiss the form, uh, because the content, okay, let me say this this way. We tend to dismiss relationships, and say, let, let's say it's a romantic relationship and you have broken up with somebody, right? And you've moved on, whether that be your dating or, you know, you were um, betrothed to be married or maybe you were married and for whatever reason you are not together anymore. You have broken up, okay? What we tend to do is we tend to now throw away that whole relationship. So even though the form of the relationship changes, we dismiss all of the content that was in the previous relationship. So in order to kind of justify this change in the relationship, we now discount everything that happened. Uh, Many times, especially with women, one thing I'll hear is, you know, the only good thing he ever gave me was my kids. Well, you know, something had to lead up to the moment of where you created the kids, right? So at some point, you know, something was good, right? Now, I I have a friend who uh, just in the last um, three months, really, that's been the the biggest point. She is going through a nasty divorce. Um, She was married for 15 really good years to her husband. I mean, I, we kind of, we've been married the same amount of time. Um, You know, we, we've been pretty close, not in the same city, but at least we, we've been pretty close. We've kept tabs on each other. Really great relationship with her husband. 
But the last three years, something happened. And she's still trying to kind of figure it out. But the long and short of it was uh, the last three years were very bad. Now, there were opportunities for both of them to learn and grow. Okay. However, when I talked to her and I, she's given me permission to share her story, she says, yes, Michelle, I know I haven't figured this out, but if it makes a good example, go for it. So I know you're listening. Hey, I'm not going to say your name because I promised I wouldn't, but you know, you know, this is you. And so she, she and I have talked quite a bit about this. And she says all the time about how bad her ex was, right? And so my question is always, yeah, but what's good? Okay. Now, now see, I know because not everybody is perfect and not everybody is imperfect. If, if that matters, not everybody's all good and not everybody's all bad. We're all perfect in our own kind of current development. Right. And so I know that she had really good times and she had some really bad times, but she tends to focus on the bad times. So I constantly will ask her, well, what's, what's still good? right? Because guess what? You're still connected. You're always going to be connected. You have kids. You'll never be unconnected from this person. And remember that first principle, we're all connected. Quantum physics tells us that we have this eternal connection with that person. Okay. She can't change her marriage or the relationship, but she can change her perception. So some of the things she and I kind of go back and forth around are this idea of forgiving and releasing yourself. I mean, you, ideally you'd love to get to the point where you can do that with the other person, but for this person right now, she's nowhere near there. Just forgive and release yourself. Um, The second thing is really remembering the happy times. Okay. And this is not like a Pollyanna approach to this. Okay. This is not like everything is just fine. Everything is just perfect. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about when you're thinking about this person, can you train your brain to not focus on those last three bad years, but to focus on the good years, just because you're focusing on the good times does not mean that you're getting back together with this person. And just because you're focusing on the good does not mean you're, you're forgiving and releasing that person. You're just merely giving yourself the gift of remembering the good times. Okay. And also having gratitude for the gifts and the lessons that you've learned from this relationship, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? And when you do that, guess what your result is? Increase peace and decrease stress. I don't know about you, but I could use a little bit of that in my life. Okay. All right. So how does this play out when you're changing jobs? Cause this is something a lot of my coaching clients come to me for. Um, <laughs> I hear this statement a lot, Michelle, you don't know how horrible my boss is. I've known a lot of bosses in my day and I can probably guess, okay? Um, you know, one of the things that, that tends to happen is that people don't leave their jobs, they leave their bosses. Um, you know, I, I work a lot in the field of early childhood education and the one thing that always strikes me is that somebody will go literally just like a few uh, miles away to a different site uh, for the, the same amount of pay Uh, the same amount of hours, the same amount of benefits. And when you ask them, why did you switch? It was never about the job, the pay, the benefits. It was always about my boss. 
And some people will even travel across town or even, you know, towns over and have less pay. And it all comes down to, I can't stand my boss. Okay. So I hear this a lot. Now there's a lot of reasons why. Okay. Um, I tend to try to get these folks to change their perception from, I need to leave because of my boss to, what do you want to go towards? Right? So yes, I get it. This nine to five job is not for you. You want to transition to something else. Let's think about what you're going to go to rather than what you're leaving from, because one is a negative and one is a positive. It's a very different attitude and mindset. Okay. Now, when you talk bad about your employer, now it doesn't have to be out loud, doesn't have to be on social media, doesn't have to be to anybody else. But when you talk bad or you think bad about your previous employer, guess what happens when you go into an interview for your next position? You take that part of you with you. Okay. I have seen people lose jobs or potential jobs because of some of the things that they have said, or, you know, when some when an interviewer asks you about your previous job, there are certain things that you say when you're trying to avoid the, I hate my boss, right? Versus there are things that you, you could say a little bit differently in a different attitude, such as, oh my gosh, I really just want to be here for this opportunity, right? And that's not something that you can necessarily fake because there's an energy, a, a nonverbal thing that goes along with it. So let me just throw this out there that if, if that's you, if that's where you're struggling with, reach out to me. I, I can help you. I can give you some pointers. Okay. All right. So what do you do in this instance? Well, same things you did in this romantic relationship. You forgive and release yourself, ideally your boss too. You remember the good things about that job because let me just say, there's probably not all bad right? Were there people there that you enjoyed? Were some of the processes there that, that you enjoyed? Did you enjoy learning the job at the beginning? What were the good things? And be gratitude for the lessons that you learned, right? So uh, I had a coaching client that he definitely needed to, to get out. Um, but long story short, uh, he said, Michelle, the, the biggest thing I learned was how not to be this kind of a boss, and so he had this system where he wrote down all the things that the boss did wrong and then went and did a research and said, okay, if, if that's what he did wrong, what could he have done right? And so he did some studying, some personal growth and development. Uh, that's how he found, found his way to me. Long story short, when he went to go interview for his next role and they said, you know, what makes you qualified to be a leader? Now listen to this. He didn't say, oh, my boss was horrible. So now I learned a few things. He said, oh my goodness. So let me tell you how I was able to, you know, learn this lesson here. I'm working with this person over here. I'm reading these books and I was able to apply it in my last position. The thing that impressed his hiring board was that he was working on leadership principles without being in a leadership position. Okay. Changing his thinking. Guess what the result of, was of forgive and release. Remember the good things and being grateful. Increase peace, decrease stress. Okay. All right. Another one I hear often is leaders will call and say, okay, Michelle, I have got to let this employee go. 
Okay. It's probably the most requested topic after, you know, finding a new job is I've got to let this person go. I need a little help. Okay. Um, and in many cases, absolutely. They do need to fire them. Sometimes we back up a little bit and say, okay, do you really have enough data? Cause every now and then we'll find, okay, you're jumping to conclusions here. You need to do some research. Um, but sometimes it's, yeah, yeah. You need to let that person go. And every now and then I work with somebody and I'm like, oh my gosh, they'll come and say, oh my goodness, Michelle, I need to let this person go. And I'm going, phew, in my head. Yeah. That like three months ago, you should let that person go. So the problem is when you fire them and then you continue to talk bad about them or talk bad about the way that they were here, how they did their job, you know, how things were messed up because of them. That flows over into your work and people notice it. Whether you are talking about that employee at your workplace or maybe to your significant other or your friends, right? There's this connection you have still to that previous employee and it's a negative one, right? And it will spill over into your work. So often within three to six months, clients who have not dealt with this issue end up having, guess what? other employees leave. Because remember, they're not leaving their position, they're leaving their boss. So if you have this unresolved tension from having to let somebody go, and you know what, I've had to do that myself. I, I won't tell you the whole story, but it was a pretty horrendous situation where I had to let somebody go. Um, I knew for sure this person had to go. That was not the question at all. Uh, but the circumstances leading up to it were, were pretty uh, traumatic for all people involved. And I held on to that for a long time. Like, how, how could she have done this? Um, I don't understand what happened. You know, where was my fault in all of this? And I should have fired her sooner. And, you know, there were all of these things that happened. Um, but until you release that, you're going to carry that into your, your work with other people. Okay. So again, forgive and release. Definitely yourself. If you can, that employee, absolutely. You want to remember the good things, okay, about that person, about the situation and whatever. Listen, there's a reason why you hired them, right? So at the very least, you can remember the high of the interview going, oh, there's so much hope here, right? And be grateful for the lessons that you have learned. I learned probably more lessons from that one employee and that one interaction about leadership especially that has completely changed my life. So I'm grateful for that situation. Would I want to do it again? Absolutely not. But I think I would handle it much different now. Okay. And guess what the result is of that is going to be? You guessed it. Increased peace, decreased stress. Okay. Uh, Marianne Williamson, uh, she's, uh, quickly becoming probably one of my favorite book mentors. She's still alive, so she's not in our old dead guys club. Uh, but she says, never abandon a person when you're leaving. And I think I'll just add that or when they're leaving. Okay. Uh, John Maxwell puts it, uh, a little bit differently. He talks about people he've had, he's had to lovingly release. And he says, you, you always want to protect the relationship. Even when you're breaking it off in some other way, protect the relationship at all costs because the person matters more than, you know, you breaking up. So 
honoring the, that kind of eternal nature of your relationship, remembering we're, we're still connected, you know, years later, I mean, what, 15 years later, maybe for me, um, I, I let that employee go and I'm still connected. I'm still telling that story, still learn those lessons, right? And remembering that a change of form does not equal a change of content. So what that means is that, you know, let's say you break up with your boyfriend. Listen, you had good times. Just because you're not together does not mean that everything that led up to your breakup was not something good. Okay, value that. And don't let the other person become a second class citizen. Because that's fully within your control. You can lovingly release that person and say, yep, they definitely don't need to be in my life right now, but you can still send them peace, love, joy, um, forgiveness, and let them be who they need to be. But when you turn them into a monster in your own mind, it hurts you and it hurts the people around you. Okay. When you love your ex, whatever that might be, Okay, whatever relationship it might be, you have more love for you and you have more love for the new person that's coming into your life. Okay, when you love your former employer, same thing, you have more love for you and more love for your new job. When you love your former employee, you have more love for you and you have more love for your new employee. Okay. All right, I can hear you now. You're saying, Michelle, that sounds too lovey-dovey and impossible to attain. Listen, let me tell you a couple things. So I had a, a former boss, a former employer. I won't tell you the whole story. All I will say is that there was so much stress and trauma attached to that job. Things that never, ever should have happened. Uh, it was uh, the epitome of a hostile and toxic work environment. Uh, let me just say that police were involved on numerous occasions. Okay. So it was not your typical. So when somebody says I had a bad boss, I'm like, yeah, how many times were the police called? Um, you know, so anyway, there was so much stress that that was a big factor in leading up to my stroke. Okay. So I have had to work on a ton of forgiveness around that previous employer. Okay. Now the result of all of that is honestly my, my current business. I, I love helping people who are in transition. I love helping people when they come and they say, I have a bad boss. I have a bad job. I'm like, how can I help? Right. I love when people come and say, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. I'm like, good, we can fix that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I already told you about my former employees, right? Um, I've also have close family and friends, especially during the last six months during COVID that I just have had to kind of lovingly release, you know, wish them well on their journey, let them go. They're still lovely people. I still love them very much. Uh, you know, might even have them in my life with boundaries. However, I've had to lovingly release them, right? Another thing that Marianne Williams said the other day when I was reading is she says, love is a commitment to the attainment of the conditions of peace for everyone involved in the situation. So it's a commitment to attaining the conditions of peace for everyone involved in the situation. So, you know, thinking about it this way, when you break up with your ex, do you still wish them peace? When you, you know, go to a new job, do you wish your former boss peace? right? So 
So how do you think about those X's? When you think about them, do you smile or uh, feel blame, shame, guilt, and anger? That's a clear sign that you might have some work to do. So, you know, do you want to feel triggered or do you want to feel peaceful and grateful when you're thinking about them? Okay. Your commitment to them doesn't end when your relationship does. Remember, we're all connected, right? They have a piece of you and you have a piece of them. So if you genuinely desire peace and love and the best for them, guess what? That's going to serve you both well. Okay. Now, again, that does not mean that you're going back to that relationship. Okay. But you're lovingly releasing them to whatever's next. Now, the beauty that, that quantum physics is actually showing us how things are so entangled together is that when you fix, I, I use air quotes, so quote unquote fix one relationship, you, you can see changes in the other relationships. So for example, let's say you did get a divorce and, you know, you, you lovingly released your ex-husband and you did some work, forgiveness for yourself, forgiveness for them. I'm going to remember only the happy times. I'm so grateful that I learned these lessons, right? That as you're fixing that, you might also fix other relationships. So perhaps with your dad or your boss or your kids, or, you know, maybe with your new boyfriend. Okay. Now don't take my word for it. Okay. But try this, try it, forgive and release, remember the good things, be grateful, okay? Uh, one of the things that you might want to do is take a relationship inventory. So this is your homework piece. Um, so those, for those people who have had major influence on you in the past, I would definitely do it for all your former bosses, uh, maybe for employees or team members who've been significant to you. Um, definitely if you've had any former romantic relationships, for sure, um, doing a, an, an inventory of one to 10 for each one of those, um, you know, 10 is like, yes, I have lovingly released them. One is every time I think about them, I still want to kill them. Okay. Where are you at with that? Okay. That's going to give you a clue as to which one of those relationships you might need to do some work on. So forgiveness is a really big one. Uh, I'm actually going to leave the searchy link in there for you. Uh, so go, go check out our searchy link and just put in forgiveness. Man, we've talked about forgiveness a lot in the last two years. So it will give you tons of different, I know tips and tricks and strategies, but also, uh, I know we have a forgiveness meditation in there as well. So if you need some tips or if you need some help kind of calming your brain down, use the searchy function, put in forgiveness. Okay. Um, release, remember, um, you know, and, and have gratitude. Okay. So I am so insanely curious to know what comes out of this for you. So would you do me a favor? Would you either email me, uh, which of course I put in, in the description for each episode, or would you text me? Uh, this time I'll, I'll actually put my phone number. This is my actual phone number. So you can text me, or if you follow us on social media, you can send me a, a, a message that way too. I want to know which relationships did you find you need to do some work on and what are your numbers? Okay. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I hope this was well worth the listen. I know it was a little bit longer today and, and 
ah, maybe scrambled your brains for uh, a Monday morning, but uh, I know it's going to be helpful for you and it can increase your peace and decrease your stress. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.